0: Welcome to the Search the Scriptures podcast where we dive into scripture and provide the explanation of it in the most accurate light that we can. Search the Scriptures is a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the Christian, challenging our brothers and sisters along with ourselves to see if we have set aside the commands of God to set up our own traditions. To do this, we use scripture to explain scripture. Please join us on this journey. so we in genesis chapter 35 uh chapter 34 we found out that uh um, when on um, jacob is on his way he's traveling they stop in this particular place and they make camp there and his daughter dinah was going out and hanging out with the ladies there in this town and then one of the guys that lived in that town one of the prominent men that lived in this town saw her and then took her and then raped her and then he raped her had her in his house for some days probably she she may have actually fell in love with him and uh and then tried to convince Jacob to um Jacob and, the, and his sons hey let me have her as a wife and then they uh conspired There's two sons conspired against him and said hey you know what we'll do this but you got to have uh you got you got to get get uh circumcised and so they get circumcised, and then like three days later, after they get circumcised, they're not even able to defend themselves of these two men go through and kill all the men and then take their uh, their their sister back from that house. And so that's where we're sitting at right now after all this took place.
1: Okay. Jacob's son, who got kidnapped? I had to go get my notepad,
0: and I missed that part. So she didn't get kidnapped, uh, as far as I can tell maybe she did she was forcibly raped though she uh so jacob's daughter dinah was forcibly raped and then she uh and we're told that the guy who raped her was was speaking tenderly to her so he's speaking to her heart is it is the actual translation all
1: right so she
0: she probably fell in love with him uh she was she stayed in her house stayed in his house for some time but yeah so that's where we're at then that dude ended up dying. The entire people, the entire, every man of that city died, actually. Slaughter, oh, right? They, they got slaughtered. Got her. Yeah. So here we are, Genesis chapter 35, about to open up. Mary, Barry, can you go to that first slide? So Genesis chapter 35, verse 1, it starts off, God said to Jacob, get up, go to Bethel and settle there. Build an altar th- uh, I'm sorry, build an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. Hey, faith will you uh, mute your mic for me? Oh, it, it is muted, sir. Are You talking to me now? It ain't muted. Savoy, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes? Brother, I'm looking. It's got the, it got the mute thing on there? Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can still hear you. Now, I hear it. Is It is muted. That That's is weird.
1: weird. It's it's the poorest muted job ever. <laughs> 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 I did a screenshot. I will
0: send it to you after Bible study. That's weird, but I will be quiet. No, nah, it's it's all right. I think it's just whenever we speak, I think it's just picking back up again. But no, we're good though. So uh, so first off, what I want to point out on this is that we just had this happen. We were just talking about where uh this this whole slaughtering just took place the two boys went and and a young man went and slaughtered an entire people of the city city all of the men that took place and the next thing we have happen here is god is speaking to jacob and telling him you need to go ahead and move on go to bethel notice that god didn't even mention what just happened i mean a whole slaughter just took place and god not he's not even mentioning it questions or comments on this so far
1: yeah doesn't this make jacob look guilty that he left like that
0: that's what jacob was uh concerned about when he told uh his his two sons he says hey you made my he basically said you made my name to stink amongst all the people like you you know and then what happens if they gang up on us and uh they outnumber us is that they're going to uh and they attack me and my family. And so yeah, that's exactly how he felt about it, but I like I said, I find it interesting that God hadn't said anything about it. He didn't say, "Hey, y'all shouldn't have did that." Nothing like that happened. He only told them, "Hey, it's time to move on." Hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. Okay. So, um, uh, then i want to bring also to y'all's attention uh the actual translation of the word god here is elohim uh elohim which is uh like plural for god so like god's uh so it's like god's said to jacob uh but i want you to understand that it's it's interesting that it uses that translation plural because you can see here one is speaking about the other so if you really just read this for what it says it says god said to jacob get up go to Bethel, and settle there build an altar to build an altar there to the god who appeared to you when you fled from your brother esau so you have the father and the son speaking about one another here i don't know if you if you're catching that but uh one is speaking about the other at this point questions or comments on this so far
1: yeah um there's already a son.
0: Where'd the son come from? Jesus. Jesus has always been here. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Jesus has existed since the beginning with his father.
1: Okay.
0: and at some point on the, uh, maybe not on the Thursday night, but on the Tuesday, one of the Tuesday night studies, we'll go over this. This is it's it's a really cool study on that. I mean, there's only so much we can get into it. Other uh, only what uh, scripture says, but Is highly interesting very very interesting yeah so jesus has existed since the beginning he's always been with his father uh at some point he was in his father and then he came out of his father before anything ever existed and then he created everything that there is by instruction of his father is what we're told in john but yeah let's uh move on mary berry so Genesis chapter 35 verses 2 through 3 says so jacob said to his family and all who were with him get rid of the foreign guys that are among you purify yourselves and change your clothes we must get up and go to bethel i will build an altar there to the god who answered me in my day of distress he has been with me everywhere i have gone so he tells his uh his the people that are with him, you know, they, they need to purify themselves, change the clothes, get rid of those foreign gods. Because remember, uh, his his uh, one of his wives was carrying uh, some gods with him. He may not even know that she even had them. But the being that the people came from a pagan area, they had they more than likely had some idols with them. And so he said, get rid of them, get rid of these foreign gods and uh, then purify yourselves and change your clothes. So uh, that's what they're doing. They're getting ready to go uh, to worship God. At this point uh, before going there they're purifying themselves and I was going to take a look at a few different scriptures that talk about this about from the Old Testament to the New Testament of people preparing themselves before they go before the Lord so Mary let's go to the next slide so Exodus chapter 19 verses 10 through 11 says and the Lord told Moses go to the people and consecrate 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 them today and tomorrow they must wash their clothes and be prepared by the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. So we have one example of here of the Lord telling Moses when he's about to show up in front of the people that uh, they need to get ready. They got they need to be consecrated. And then one of the things they had to do was wash their clothes. And I'm going to go a couple more and I'm going to open it up. Let's go to the next Mary Berry so numbers chapter 8 verse 7 says this is what you must do to them for their purification sprinkle them with the purification water have them shave their entire bodies and wash their clothes and so purify themselves and so this is moses giving the uh I won't say says moses given the instruction on what needs to happen on how uh the priests are to uh to prepare themselves and, and sanctify themselves uh, and now i'm take a look at at least one more so, Numbers chapter eight, verse twenty-one. Mary, move to the next one for me. It says the Levites pur- purified themselves and washed their clothes. Then Aaron presented them before the Lord as a presentation, as a presentation offering. Aaron also made atonement for them to uh, to ceremonially cleanse them. So, uh, just to, just a couple here before I go to the next ones, uh, the importance of at least in the Old Testament. The, uh, this is how they would prepare themselves before they would present themselves for the Lord. They would wash their clothes or change their clothes before they go before the Lord. And I'm bringing this up just for a couple of things, just for a few things that make this interesting to me. Uh, this is actually what we're told that we have to, that, that is happening to us uh, whenever we are sanctified, whenever we believe and follow after Jesus Christ this is what's happening uh, with us. And so I'm going to look at a couple more verses and I'm opening open up one more, Mary. John chapter 4, verse 24 says, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So again, we're talking about worshiping him from the first few tra- uh, uh, verses and, and we're uh, moving on through this. And so we're talking about the actual worship of him and he says that because he is spirit, he must be worshiped in spirit and in truth. So in in, in truth, he must also be uh oh. worship let's go to that one more mary berry all right so this one says I'm sorry excuse me one second here oh cool so it says uh revelation chapter 22 verse 14 says blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city by the gates so here in Revelation, all the way to the end, to the very end, uh, it speaks about washing our robes or being sanctified, becoming cleansed. Uh, and it says all the way to the end that those who do this, they will a- they actually have the right to the tree of life. And so um, these robes are uh, being washed by Jesus himself, by the blood of Jesus. Questions or comments on this so far? Fabian, I might have to, uh, on oh, your mind. It's working now, it looks like. All right, Mary let's go to the next one. So Genesis chapter 35, verses four through seven says, then they gave Jacob all their foreign gods and their earrings, and Jacob hid them under the oak near Shechem. When they set out, a terror from God came over the cities around them, and they did not pers- pursue Jacob's sons. So Jacob and all who were with him came to Luz, that is Bethel, in the land of Canaan. Jacob built an altar there and called the place God of Bethel because it was there that God had revealed himself to him when he was fleeing from his brother. So now it is well known. So when you ask that question, G. White, it is well known by the surrounding cities what was done in that land by Jacob's sons. They they knew about it. Uh, not only that, they were easily outnumbered. But it was the terror from God that kept them safe. None of the people would would go out and try to uh, attack Jacob or his sons because God actually made the people afraid. So the fear of God fell on them. Or it says a terror from God came over the cities around them. Questions or comments on this so far?
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, especially if I was Jacob and I had God's favor like that. I wouldn't
0: be concerned about what people thought. Again, yeah, you know, I, you know, I like to think I'd be the exact same way too, but all this is new territory for uh for Jacob. We have the benefit of hindsight to look back, but you
1: no, know, uh, I've seen Jacob get blessed this whole time. <clears throat> Jacob went out there and got
0: rich. You right, and talked to God the whole time.
1: Well, not the whole time, but he had conversations with God.
0: You're right, but I don't know if he ever had like a complete nation standing against him, like like cities, you know, other cities around. But uh, but yeah, I get what you're saying, though. That's exactly the kind of, of faith that we should have. And we, like I said, we have the benefit of actually seeing this, looking back on it. But yeah, good comment. Let's go to the next one, Mary Berry. Genesis Genesis chapter 35, verse 8 says, Deborah, the one who had nursed and raised Rebecca, died and was buried under the oak south of Bethel. So Jacob named it Oak of Weeping. So this is interesting for several different reasons. One, that it just threw this in here to the woman that they're talking about. So Deborah is somehow this woman is who nursed Jacob's mother. That's who this is. This this is the woman that nursed Jacob's mother. So she is very old at this point. Jacob was over 90 years old at this point so this is the woman that nursed his mother she was actually with him this whole entire time uh through this travel uh she was so important to this family that not only was she mentioned twice in scripture but uh the place that she was named as called the oak of weeping that's what it's named i mean and she was probably at least 180 years old at this point but what's interesting to me though is that rebecca rebecca's death is not even recorded in the bible but this woman uh is now remember rebecca was scheming by uh trying to have jacob trick uh deceive his his father that was her whole idea and then also she she kind of did it again by uh saying hey let me get him your your father to get to make to make it seem like a good idea to send you away and so uh and so but i do find it interesting that Rebecca's death is not recorded. Like we don't know when she actually died, but this particular woman who actually nursed her is. Questions or comments on this so far?
1: Yeah, is uh, Dad still alive? Dad is still alive. Yes. Okay. Who who is the dad again? Is it is, is it Abraham? No, it's Isaac. A, it's Isaac.
0: Yeah, Abraham's the grandfather. Got it. He's dead. Abraham's dad, yes. Okay. All right, Mary Berry, let's go to the next one. So Genesis chapter 35, verses 9 through 15 says, God appeared to Jacob and again after he returned from pattern. I'm sorry, I'm starting over. God appeared to Jacob again after he returned from pattern around and he blessed him. God said to him, your name is Jacob. You will no longer be named Jacob but your name will be Israel. So he named him Israel. God also said to him, I am God almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation, indeed an assembly of nations will come from you and kings will descend from you. I will give to you the land that I gave to Abraham and Isaac, and I will give the land to your future descendants. Then God withdrew from him at at the place where he had spoken to him. Jacob set up a marker at the place where he had spoken to him, a stone marker. He poured a drink offering on it and anointed it with oil. Jacob named the place where God had spoken with him, Bethel. So God reaffirms this promise to Jacob. And also take note that God says he has already given the land to Jacob's grandfather. So he's already given it to him and his father, even though they still haven't possessed it yet. He said that it belongs to them, and they're going to to uh to possess it in the future. It's all going to take place in the future. So we're going to just change past a little bit and just look at the future. What it says about these people uh, inheriting this land. But before I do any questions or comments on that, all right, man, let's take a look at it. So Ezekiel chapter thirty-four, verses twenty-two through twenty-seven says. I will save my flock, and they will no longer be prey for you. I will judge between one sheep and another. I will appoint over them a single shepherd, my servant David, and he will shepherd them. He will tend them himself and will be their shepherd. I, Yahweh, will be their God, and my servant David will be a prince among them. I, Yahweh, have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace with them and eliminate dangerous animals in the land so that they may live securely in the wilderness and sleep in the forest. I will make them and the area around my hill a blessing. I will send down showers in their season, showers of blessing. The trees of the field will give their fruit and the land will yield its produce. My flock will be secure in their land. They will know that I am Yahweh. When i break the bars of their yoke and rescue them from the hands of those who enslave them so this is the lord speaking about the future and i do find it interesting that he says my servant david at this point david has been dead for some time but he says that david is going to end up shepherding them that david is going to be a prince among them and so he's speaking about this future time of when they're going to be brought back into this land that's promised to them And he's saying that David is actually going to be there also. Now, some will say it meant that David here actually means Jesus. And I get where they're trying to go with that. But here it is saying it just straight up says David. So I take it for what it says, David. Questions or comments on this so far? All right, let's go to the next one. So continuing on, Ezekiel chapter 37 Verses 12 through 14 says, therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the Lord God says. I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them, my people, and lead you into the land of Israel. You will know that I am Yahweh, my people, when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I am Yahweh. I have spoken and I will do it this is the declaration of the lord so this can uh this is from going from uh a a, it's an an account that uh ezekiel is giving about the valley of the dry bones when he saw this vision of all these dry bones are they're all dead and then the lord says hey he says he says can they live again and he says he says prophesy to the wind he says breathe into them the spirit and they'll come back to life and they all came back to life and they all crackle and all this noise and there were these they had uh meat and everything come around their body bones and everything and then but they didn't, they weren't alive and so he said uh prophesied to the spirit and so he prophesied and that and then they they started they became living people living beings again and then he goes on to say this is what i'm going to do to israel and so uh some people see that as some type of metaphor i am that type of person that just takes it for what it is This is what he's saying he's going to do. He's going to literally bring in the future the people who has passed away, bring them back to life and then settle them back into into Israel. And he says, when you see this happens, then you will know you will know that he is he is the Lord. Questions or comments on this so far? I bring it up because, again, God has made this promise to uh, to Isaac. To abraham and jacob that they're going to possess this particular place and they didn't they never they died before they ever did and so it has it has to happen because he said it's going to happen let's go to that next one mary jeremiah chapter 30 verse 3 and i'm going to skip to 8 through 11 says for the days are certainly coming this is the lord's declaration When I will restore the fortunes of my people, Israel and Judah, the Lord's declaration, I will I will restore them to the land I gave to their ancestors and they will possess it on that day. This is the declaration of the Lord of hosts. I will break his yoke from your neck and tear off your chains so strangers will never again enslave him. They will serve the Lord their God and I will raise up David their king for them. As for you, my servant Jacob, do not be afraid. This is the Lord's declaration and do not be dismayed Israel for without fail. I will save you from far away. Your descendants from the land of their captivity, Jacob will return and have calm and quiet with no one to frighten him for I will be with you. This is the Lord's declaration to save you. I will bring destruction on all the nations where I have scattered you. However, I will not bring destruction on you. I will discipline you justly. And I will by no means leave you unpunished. So God, again, speaking about this time that is coming. And when it happens, he does this for Israel. He says, David is going to be their king. Again, he's bringing up David. At the time when this thing, when this is being spoken, David has been dead. And here we are. He's bringing him up again, saying that he's going to uh, actually be their king. He's going to shepherd them. Questions or comments on this so far? I just find it interesting that this is an example that we're given of God's promises, not filling. that this is going to happen. He said he declares it like he says it over and over. I am going to do this and you will know that I am the Lord when I do these things. All right, Mary. Bear, Question on the, that. Sure.
1: I want to know why do we have to why do they have to wait so long to know that? Why don't, we just, why don't they know that already? That he is the Lord?
0: yeah because even though uh, now there's some who just know don't get me wrong they they know there's jews that know because this is mainly written to the jews but many of them would turn their back on him i mean that that is what they do pretty often throughout scripture they turn their back on god and uh and they turn their back on god they go in and, and look for other gods and uh and so this is him like reaffirming like then you'll know you then you'll know that i'm the lord and so uh so yeah this is this is just him saying this to them because they they just at times they don't know like they they go after other gods and it oh, and it yeah. angers them like crazy but but yeah what was that
1: i got nervous for you because you, you're talking about jews aren't you
0: yeah i am talking about jews after that's you what he said. This. That's how you it's, get canceled. Hey, hey they're going to cancel the whole their their whole Torah <laughs> they, they, that's their history. They know this. They, this ain't nothing new. <laughs> you can't be saying that stuff. That's anti-Semitic. <laughs> it, this, you hear hey, a lot of is, that. This is their history. This Man. is this is what if in their Torah they know exactly what I'm saying is true because that's what it say. But yeah, it's it's, it's uh, I'm not saying anything that's that's uh, new to them. Well, they know what's
1: here. up. Let's just stay here, boy. <laughs> For your for your
0: better. <laughs> Let's go to the next one, Mary Barry. Genesis chapter 35, verses 16 through 20 says, They set out from Bethel. When they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth, and her labor was difficult. During her difficult labor, the midwife said to her, Don't be afraid, for you have another son. With her last breath, for she was dying. She named him Ben Oni, but his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. Jacob set up a marker on her grave. It is a marker at Rachel's grave to this day. So here we have after God just spoke to uh, to Jacob and letting them know that he's going to be with him. And then witnessing the terror of God falling on all these cities as they move about this happens tragedy falls on jacob jacob he didn't let that get get him down as far as uh letting his faith uh waver it didn't he continued on questions or comments on this so so far all right mary let's get that next one so genesis chapter 35 verses 21 through 22 says Israel set out again and pitched his tent beyond the Tower of Eder. While Israel was living in that region, Reuben went in and slept with his father's concubine, Bilhah. And Israel heard about it. Jacob had 12 sons. He's going to continue on here in a little bit. So another tragedy falls upon Jacob, and this by his own son, his firstborn son. So his firstborn son sees his uh, stepmother and uh and sleeps with her sleep uh sleeps uh sleeps with uh the concubine bill and jacob hears about it but he doesn't say anything at this particular time questions or comments on this so far
1: yeah so concubine is not a slave that's a what is what is a concubine exactly
0: i don't know let's see what it says let's see what it says if you're putting concubine
1: concubine meaning
0: it says a woman who lives with a man but has lower status than his wife or wives, a mistress. It's free game. Yeah, but she still gets taken care of though, like a wife. She has lower status, so she probably has no decision-making uh, power. But uh, she she does get taken care of. If that makes sense. So um, and remember, she was actually. I want to say one of the slaves
1: yeah ain't nothing to say on that
0: yeah yeah
1: gotta put a ring on it
0: <laughs> let's go to the next one maybe so genesis chapter 35 verses 23 to 29 says leah's sons were reuben jacob's firstborn simeon levi judah issachar and zebulun rachel's sons were joseph and benjamin The sons of Rachel's slave, Bilhah, were Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Leah's slave, Zilpah, were Gad and Asher. These are the sons of Jacob, who were born to him in Paddan Aram. Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamre in Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had stayed. Isaac lived 180 years. He took his last breath and died and was gathered to his people, old and full of days. His sons Esau and Jacob buried him. So we have another tragedy that, that hits Jacob. Now his father dies. And so, uh, but he continues on in the faith. He actually continues on in the faith. He doesn't stop. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot back to back. And I guess like how many of us would be able to uh, continue with, uh, without questioning God after these back to back tragedies? He just got through appearing to us telling us all these promises is going to happen and then boom right back to back these, these tragedies happen and uh but Jacob continues to go. Questions or comments on this so far? So I want you to notice also that Esau and Jacob are together burying his uh burying their father. So uh they're not fighting. Uh it's it, we'll we'll much later on we'll start talking more about Esau and his descendants. And what the Lord says about them. But let's go to the next slide, Mary Mary, and see what the Lord says about this. So 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 13 says, Dear friends, don't be surprised when the fiery ordeal comes among you to test you as if something unusual were happening to you. Instead, rejoice as you rejoice as you share in the sufferings of the Messiah, so that you may also rejoice with great joy at the revelation of his glory. So Peter's telling us that us uh, believers that we shouldn't be surprised when uh, when these trials hit Uh, and they're there to test us is what he is saying. They're literally there to test our faith. So that's more than likely what's also happening to an extent with Jacob is that his faith is also being tested. Questions or comments on this? All right, maybe the next one. James chapter one, verse 12 says, a man who endures trials is blessed because when he passes the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So James tells us that we're blessed if we endure these trials that we have and that they are indeed tests. That's all I got for Genesis chapter thirty five.